Ave Maria Mutual Funds, seeking the moral high ground for 20 years. Pro-life, pro-family, and Catholic values have guided us to the top. It's really important that President Trump is confronted on this. His MAGA base, this has been hidden from them. And this is very concerning. Why hasn't he announced this at his rallies? That he's pro-homosexual, for example, or pro-LGBT. Hey, my friends, if you're a LifeSite newsreader, you know that one of the most disturbing things about President Trump is his actual backing of the LGBT lobby. But a lot of people are amazed to hear that because it's rarely talked about, rarely followed. In fact, there's one gentleman who's on the show with us today who, when he saw the log cabin Republican as that you know LGBT group within the conservatives in America is called, within the GOP is called, um, was so shocked because they had an event at Mar-a-Lago with President Trump. And try as he might, could never get to the president despite trying all that he could. We're today with uh, Tim Mashler, and uh, you're going to learn all about his efforts to confront, to get to President Trump with regard to his LGBT activism. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Tim, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Tim, a lot of people might say that your book, Trump and Sodom, Letting the Cat Out of the Bag, uh, might be uh, extreme. Really? Trump and Sodom? Tell us what you found. Well, we don't think it's extreme at all, really. Um, as... Uh, you know, uh, uh, President Trump had a uh, gala at Mar-a-Lago where he um, said, quote, uh, we are fighting hard for the gay community and we are fighting and fighting hard. Then later, actually, when we did start doing some research, we found out there was another gala in 2021 uh, where Melania, his wife, was given uh, an award by the Lock Cabin Republicans. And also uh, Rick Grinnell, his, the openly homosexual, first homosexual member of his cabinet, was given the Game Changer Award, and President Trump actually presented that to him. And in that, at that time, he said, uh, Rick Grinnell has been uh, the best spokesman for, the, uh, for uh, our nation. Um, there's been, what he said is that there's been no better spokesman for our nation than this, than this man. So... Uh, that was pretty, pretty amazing. So we, we um, that's what really kind of launched my wife into digging a little bit deeper and writing the book. And we found that, of course, beyond President Trump, um, this the alignment, what I call the alignment with Sodom, goes deep within the Re uh, Republican Party. Uh, the RNC uh, has established a pride coalition. Um, there's over 56 um, representatives and senators that have, that have endorsed the log cabin Republicans. 
So our, our approach, of course, then was to go to mega supporters, people that are have been and always have been supporting President Trump and get their opinions. And that's what we did. So that, that's that's really the heart of the book are the letters, even more than Melissa's narrative, which is go go into some depth scripturally and everything else about that. But it's more these letters. Uh, people were shocked uh, by this fact, the fact that President Trump has aligned himself with this group. And what's really interesting, it's a true uh, work of the Holy Spirit, because each person can, comes at it from a different angle. Of course, the theme is very concerned. They're all very concerned, but really concerned about destroying uh, the integrity of the family. Um, but again, they come at that from many, many different angles. Um, all of them very supportive of President Trump. I mean, every, all the letters basically started by saying, thank you so much for what you've done for our nation. We really appreciate it. But, and then it goes in their different ways of talking about it. They go um, to, um, and many, many of them uh, quote scripture, um, believing and knowing that, that homosexuality is an affront to God and against his word and uh, urging him to reconsider. Here's something really, really stunning. To understand that President Trump was pushing harder for the LGBT community from his own testimony than anyone else is very, very bizarre. Because not only does that agenda already rule so much of our world today in America and in the whole of the West, that agenda has been forcing itself on African countries, on third world countries, basically either bribing them or threatening them with loss of economic aid. Look what just happened now when Uganda dared to stand up against the LGBT lobby. It was America that came down its throat. And yes, that's being done now under Biden. But you know what? If Trump was right there with the agenda, as he said he was, and the LGBT pushing Republicans, the log cabin Republicans, as they call themselves, praised him for it, he must have been in support of that same thing. So this is really stunning because this is not a new occurrence that countries all over the world are being cajoled into accepting this agenda. America has been pushing this agenda for decades now. Tell us about these letters. How did these letters come about? What is this? What happened? Basically, I, I contacted Christian friends of mine around the country, um, letting them know about this and asking if, if they would be willing to write a letter. Um, and the response was overwhelming. Very few people didn't want to do it, but most, most people said, yes, definitely. Uh, and I, I didn't give any, any uh, hints or anything. I just asked them to just uh, write their thoughts their their heart and that's what they did so that's how it came about it came, we had i had letters from from uh uh six different states uh nebraska california texas wisconsin uh nevada and what were the letters for in the first place this is the way i was able to kind of sell it to the people is that if you'll write a letter um our gop leader the messenger will take them to President Trump, present them in person to him, and uh, talk about their concerns. 
So you had a contact inside the Trump administration with access to the president. Not inside the administration, but a GOP leader who has ties to President Trump. Right. Who told you he could get the letters to the president if you wrote them. He believed he could. It's only when he actually tried to get the meeting that we were stonewalled. Okay. What meeting is that? We wanted to get a private meeting between our messenger and President Trump. It was that simple. To be able to present these letters. Yeah. And we had a, a way of presenting them to him. Uh, we, of course, what we really wanted him is to read the letters because they're very moving. As I say, people, uh, it's quite amazing how people um, uh, spoke from their hearts to hopefully his heart. And so obviously we we're disappointed that we couldn't get that. Now, the, just so you'll know this is that the letters are still out there and we're, we're not stopping. In other words, we haven't gotten to President Trump yet. Uh, but our GOP leader, uh, who uh, was unable to do this, um, still has the letters. And, and I'm gonna, actually going to be meeting with him very shortly to discuss our next steps. So you've got these letters compiled now into your book, as well as the story about trying to reach President Trump with your concerns. They've been rebuffed so far in terms of having no meeting. Do you know if your contact close to the president has been able to voice any concern to him at all? Not directly to President Trump, as far as we know. I asked him when we were getting the pushback, when we were getting the, the uh, stonewalling, uh, did he think that President Trump knew, was, that it was communicated to President Trump? And his, his point to me was, when there's any um, trouble brewing, uh, this, this gatekeeper would let President Trump know about it. Now, I don't have any evidence that he ever did that. Whether President Trump has heard about these letters, I don't know. That's why we're continuing to press forward. Hey, my friends, now is the time to stand up and fight. We are just about to have the Synod on Synodality, and everything that you've seen indicates that it's going to be an absolute disaster. We have Father James Martin as a personal appointee of the Pope speaking at it. We've got Cardinal Supic, Cardinal Tobin, these picks of the Pope to engage in this synod are indicative of where we're going. We're going into heresy. And at these times of great crisis, the church, especially those called in the laity to work for the glory of Christ and his church, are called to gather and strategize. Back in 2014, LifeSite launched something called Rome Life Forum. It was a gathering at that point of some 75 life and family leaders from all around the world to strategize as to what we could do. And when we gathered, the majority of people were most concerned about what? About Pope Francis, about what was going on in Rome. But this was 2014, but the life and family leaders saw it first. Now, a decade on, we are confronted with some of the most severe challenges the church has ever faced. And so, our tradition at LifeSite is to continue with Rome Life Forum, which has continued every year until we had to take a break over COVID because we weren't permitted. But we're starting it up again. Please come, if you feel so called, to Rome, October 31st and November 1st, the very end of the Synod on Synodality. And uh, we'll be there to strategize with His Eminence, with His Excellency, and with many life and family leaders from around the world. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. 
there have been news stories covering, uh, LifeSite News certainly has covered this. The mainstream press even are uh, reporting on the Mar-a-Lago event for sure. Um, there was a huge kerfuffle during the, uh, you know, any time you have uh, it, log cabin Republicans doing something pro-Trump, the, the media is always mixed up because the mainstream media likes to support everything LGBTQ, but they also like to bash President Trump. So they're in a quandary at that point. But nonetheless, it's been around. So to say that President Trump doesn't know about the concerns, I, I don't think makes much sense. He's, he's very media savvy. And uh, so he knows. Why do you think um, this is an important issue for America? Everything that's going on in America right now I'd say the horrors that are going on, uh, child mutilation, et cetera, have its root in um, this sin in Sodom. And so it's really important that President Trump is confronted on this, that we believe that if he does not repent, our nation is in trouble. And we believe that very firmly, no matter what happens in the election, by the way, uh, even if he were to be elected and if he doesn't recant of this, uh, and affirm that marriage is between only a man and a woman. Uh, I think that the nation, I mean, Scripture is very clear about nations that, that uh, are aligned with Sodom, and, and uh, God's word doesn't change. And it's in the Old and New Testament both. So we know that we're on firm ground here. Absolutely. Our Lord spoke of Sodom. There's a lot of people who um, suggest that, no, that's only in the Old Testament. They had a better understanding later and so on. But that's because they've not read their New Testament. That's <laughs> the, the only thing I can think of. How did your Christian faith inspire you then to, to actually take on this project? Because it seems quite the thing to do. You know, a lot of people would think, oh, come on, you want to try and get a meeting with the president seriously or, or trying to, you know, what, what inspired you to do this? We love the Bible. We believe the Bible. I have no idea where President Trump stands with the Bible, uh, with the scriptures. But um, it was really the Holy Spirit that inspired us, to be very frank. We thought this was something that, that um, we could do, not only for President Trump and his family, but for the nation. And so uh, that, that, was really, that was really it for us. So what kind of responses did you get? You know, you asked people to take on the chore of writing letters. They did that. Um, ostensibly, you could say it wasn't successful in, in getting it to Trump, but you're publishing them now in a book. But what's been the response? Again, overwhelming people, of course, are disappointed we haven't gotten the letters to President Trump, but uh, they know that we're not stopping. And um, they're still praying. People are praying that, that uh, we have success. And um, so, yeah, no, we, we've the people have been have been terrific. Again, coming at it from all different angles, uh, showing their hearts very, very concerned, loving President Trump, really loving President Trump, believing that God has called him to lead the nation, but uh, uh, this is something that he must address. Give us a snapshot of this. What kind of people are these? And what are some of the messages that they had of, you know, other than telling him that they love him and they, they support and they thank him for what he has been doing that's been really good. What's some of the other messages? There's a common theme, of course, uh, that we're, people are concerned about their children, their grandchildren. Um, Seeing this abomination, having I mean, we're seeing it already, of course. Other people are saying, "Look, um, uh, the nation is bought into Satan and his lies. 
uh, and uh, these lies, the, the truth needs to shine. So they're really shining the light on uh, this situation. People are concerned, for example, about the Republican Party and that there's going to be division in the Republican Party. Well, there's already division in the Republican Party about this. People have said, for example, we, we know that God will bless this nation uh, if we follow his word and we're not following his word right now. And so, again, that's another another angle that was taken. Um, so, uh, the people uh, range all kinds of, of uh, ages, all kinds of uh, backgrounds. Uh, well, I live in Nebraska. There are ranchers out here. There's people that I <clears throat> knew from my time in California. There are uh, teachers, uh, all kinds of different people. Uh, again, uh, shocked and uh, really more than anything, want him to know that his base, that is, and several people talked about this, is that his MAGA base, this has been hidden from, from them. And this is very concerning. Uh, you know, it's like, why hasn't he, he announced this at his rallies? That he's, uh, you know, pro-homosexual, for example, or pro-LGBT. Um, but he hasn't done that. It's hidden. And so uh, now it's important that people know so they can make a decision one way or the other, uh, come election time. Is this a fear of yours that, you know, come election time, um, this could affect President Trump? Or what are your thoughts on what might happen? I can tell you our messenger, who is uh, a GOP leader, believes that that um, if enough people in his base, I mean, get, basically, for some many people in the president's base, the MAGA people, this is a line that they won't cross just like abortion is a line they won't cross, but this is one they won't cross. So if enough people become aware of this, it could affect the election. Just again, the GOP leader, our, our messenger believes that it could have a significant effect. So again, our, our goal is to get the message to him, to President Trump, so that he'll do something about this. Um, so because our, our goal isn't to to take President Trump down in any shape or form. The left is already trying to do that. Rather, it's to it's to, it's to uh, uh, just awaken him to this so that that uh, he can really be the leader that I believe God has called him to be. Hello, friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 of these brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Now, each round is stamped with the image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, LifeSite's logo surrounded by a brilliant sunburst and draped with olive branches. They, of course, commemorate our 25-year anniversary of LifeSite News. We began in 1997 in September, so September of 2022 was 25 years. These one ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at stjosephspartners.com, where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time. May God bless you. What do you think are the possibilities of that? I mean, you know, you felt inspired. It was an inspiration of the Holy Spirit to undertake this project. Uh, first, to attempt to get to him and, and get letters so that you could get to him. That didn't pan out, at least not for now. You're now publishing them in a book. Where do you feel the Holy Spirit leading you now with regard to all of this? Our goal is to continue pressing forward because it, we have time, of course. We're hoping that, that President Trump will recant on or 
just cut ties with this organization and acknowledge that marriage is between a man and a woman. We're just going to press forward with this. We believe that, um, you know, we're going to start promoting the book, um, get, get it out there on social media. We haven't done that because we, we actually we just put it up on Amazon uh, last week. And so we're going to start putting the word out and hopefully it will that word will get up to President Trump. And, and uh, uh, if you'll see that his MAGA base is, is uh, affected, perhaps uh, he'll take another look at this. One of the things I might ask, in light of, I think when most people will remember the Trump presidency, they're obviously going to remember, especially Amy Coney Barrett, and then the, you know, really overturning of Roe v. Wade with the Dobbs decision. That really is a legacy for Trump, I would say. I think that that can be, you know, very well said. It's probably the most positive legacy that we'll see from him, at least from that term. But what do you think it's done to the rep- the the reputation of his presidency in your mind? You mean his alignment with Sodom? It definitely tarnishes it. Uh, it certainly doesn't lessen his achievements. I mean, he he achieved some some wonderful things for our nation. Um, but if you look, if you look in the Bible, for example, for the kings, uh, King David is a perfect example of a man who did amazing thing. He was a man after after God's heart. And yet when he sinned, he was rebuked and uh, took the consequences. So it's the same for President Trump. Our nation is in peril. We're at the brink anyway. And, and this is for President Trump to awaken to this and recant. Uh, it could be a real turning point, I, I believe, for the nation. I think there are many people that are going to be praying with you for that possibility. Um, tell us where we can get the book. Best place is Amazon.com. Uh, we're up on both Kindle and print. Trump and Sodom letting the cat out of the bag. And uh, certainly, Tim, you've done that. God bless you for your efforts. And uh, God bless America. Let's, let's all pray together that um, God's people especially need to turn, repent from their evil ways and turn to our Lord. And the promise in scripture is that if we do that, he will bless our land. Amen. God bless you, Tim, and thank you. Thank you. And God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.